Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest in the world of technology. I'm Mike Belsito, and with me, as always, is the one and only Michael Saka. Hey there, Mike. It's great to be here with you again. We've got a really exciting topic to discuss today, the release of ChatGPT. And honestly, like its implications on technology in 2023. That's right, Michael. ChatGPT, of course, it's the new language processing technology that's set to revolutionize the way we interact with computers and machines. It's the latest development in the field of artificial intelligence, and it's got a lot of people talking. Uh, it's a product of OpenAI, which we have talked about just a few weeks back, specifically its Dolly 2 AI image project. That's true. Now, ChatGPT was opened up in a public beta on November 30th, and it's already surpassed a million users, which is just nuts. It's being hailed as the next big thing in AI, and it's got a lot of potential to change the way that we use technology in our daily lives. So we're going to get into it, but what exactly is ChatGPT and, and how does it work? Okay, so ChatGPT uses machine learning to understand and respond to human language. It's designed to be used in chat applications, and it's capable of providing personalized responses to users in real time. That is really cool, and I imagine has a lot of potential applications in a wide range of fields from... I don't know, customer service, education, uh, even beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. ChatGPT is already being tested in a number of different industries, and it's showing a lot of promise. It's technology that's sure to have a big impact in the way that we use and interact with technology in the coming years. Now, what do you think about podcasts? Yeah, well, considering the entire dialogue that you and I have been having, this entire <laughs> intro was actually scripted using ChatGPT. I'd say there are definitely implications for podcasts too. Let that sink in, everybody. We created a little <laughs> script for Michael and I using ChatGPT. Everything you heard was scripted out by ChatGPT. We didn't even have to change much. Just maybe a little tweak here and there. That is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the future is here. <laughs> we'll get into all this and we'll even interview OpenAI's ChatGPT. Yes, really, all on today's episode of Rocketship.fm. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. Before we get into everything today, quick word from our sponsors. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort 
based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us, go to gigantic.is, that's gigantic.is, and save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. So we actually talked about OpenAI here on Rocketship not too long ago, just a few weeks back. Yeah, we we dug into a few things, specifically talking about the AI-generated art that OpenAI's DALI project is bringing to life. Um, We also talked about AI advancements in other areas like audio, but there have been quite a few additional developments after we ran that episode. Yeah, specifically OpenAI's released a beta version of its ChatGPT product, letting the public in on its sandbox environment to literally play around with artificial intelligence. So everybody can see firsthand how impressive the technology is. Here's a segment from ABC News on ChatGPT. It took Netflix more than three years to reach one million users, but it took ChatGPT just five days. Techies everywhere short-circuiting with excitement. OMG, ChatGPT is about to make my life ten times easier. But what is it? ChatGPT is a state-of-the-art natural language processing model developed by OpenAI. It is specifically designed for conversational language and is capable of generating responses to input in a way that mimics human conversation. That description, by the way, comes from ChatGPT itself. We asked... Think of it as Google, but with more human-like features. Plus, it's free. You can ask a very specific question like, give me five tips for how to use my camera. Uh, You can ask it to write a poem or a play or a song. Um, It really can kind of comprehend almost any request. And then it spits out language that sounds like it was written by a human being. Can it literally write songs? Yes, songs, screenplays, stories. I actually was playing around with it with my seven-year-old daughter, and I was telling her about what it can do, and she asked if I could have it write a short story about her and her Girl Scout troop marching in the Christmas parade, which they did a couple weeks back, and it did instantly. Wait, what? Really? What? Yeah. All right. If I may, Michael, it even named the story A Special Christmas with the Girl Scouts. I'm going (laughs) to read this very short story right here. This is what ChatGPT can do. Emery's heart was pounding with excitement as she marched down the snowy streets with her Girl Scout troop. She could feel the Christmas spirit all around her as the crowd cheered and clapped for the girls in the green and brown uniforms. The troop had practiced for weeks, perfecting their dance moves and singing their favorite carols. And now, as they marched in the Christmas parade, they felt like stars. Emery smiled at her friends, who were all smiling back at her. She was so proud to be a part of this special group and to be able to share her love of the Christmas season with the whole town. As they made their way down the parade route, the girls sang and danced their hearts out. They waved at the crowd who cheered and clapped even louder. Emery felt like she was on top of the world. When the parade finally came to an end, Emery and her Girl Scout troop stood tall and proud. They had brought joy to the town with their Christmas spirit, and Emery knew that she would always cherish the memories of this special day. Wow, that 
that's cool. <laughs> that's really well done. <laughs> and it just, you know, just kind of scratches the surface of what chat GPT can do. Like that was literally a short story just made in an instant. Um, yeah. But I've heard about people using chat GPT to write software code, literally building websites, creating applications. I mean, it, it's kind of wild when you think about it. Some people are even saying there's a certain website that we all use constantly, which may even be replaced someday by something like ChatGPT. Yeah, you mean like Google? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but might it be possible? Well, let's go to that ABC News segment. Here's the global technology editor of Fast Company, Harry McCracken. Let's hear what he has to say about that. If I were Google, I would be a little bit nervous just because this interface is sort of the thing that everybody has wanted forever. I mean, this, this is the closest thing I've seen to like the Star Trek computer um, where you say what you want and it responds instantly. I mean, this is 2022. Stranger things have happened. And if you've been listening to what Sam Altman's been saying lately, Sam being the co-founder and CEO of OpenAI, that might be a part of OpenAI's ambitions. Here's Sam with Reed Hoffman at a Greylock event just a couple months back. We, I don't think we've yet seen the kind of like people go after the like, you know, trillion dollar like take on Google's. Um, and I think that's about to happen. Like maybe it'll be successful. Maybe Google will do it themselves. But like I would guess that with the quality of, of language models we'll see in the coming years, um, you know, there will be like a serious challenge to Google for the first time for, for a search product. Um, and I think people are really starting to think about like how do the fundamental things change? Um, and that's going to be really powerful. Uh, I think that uh, uh, like a human level chat bot interface that actually works this time around. Like I, I think like you know many of these trends that like, we all made fun of were just too early. Like the chat bot thing was good. It was just too early. Um, now it can work. And I think you know having like new medical services that are done through that, uh, where you get great advice or new education services like this. These are going to be very large companies. Uh, I think we'll get multimodal models and not that much longer, and that'll open up new things. I think people are doing amazing work with sort of agents that can use computers to do things for you, use programs. And this idea of like a language interface um, where you know you say in natural language what you want in this kind of like dialogue back and forth, you can iterate and refine it, and the computer just does it for you. You see some of this uh, with like Dolly and Copilot in very early ways. Um, but I think this is going to be a massive trend and, you know, very large businesses will get built um, with this as the interface and more generally that like these very powerful models will will be um, one of the genuine new technological platforms, which we haven't really had since mobile. And there's always like an explosion of new companies right after. Sam isn't just talking about open AI here. He's talking about the advent of all sorts of AI companies in general. Uh, but let's be real. OpenAI is squarely at the forefront of this movement, and it sure sounds like its sights might be set on Google. Yeah, 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 it certainly does. Well, let's pause here. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but when we come back, we'll go deeper with ChatGPT and its implications, and later, we will even interview ChatGPT itself. That should be fun. So all this, it's... Very cool. It gives us a lot to think about for the future. Yeah, both for the good and, and potentially the bad, too. Okay, what, what do you mean there? Well, all this. I mean, it's crazy cool, right? But it's kind of crazy scary, if I'm being honest. Here's a CBS News segment about OpenAI, which features Kyle Wiggers of TechCrunch. 
Kyle talks about a couple of the potential problems posed by OpenAI's chat GPT technology. I would say there's two problems uh, that, that need fixing here urgently. Um, one, again, the problematic language. OpenAI is doing its best. Um, they're flagging toxic prompts um, with you know, a, a short text message indicating that these are against its terms of use. Um, and they are uh, fixing prompts I've seen prompts that people have used of, uh, you know, to, to show that um, uh, it sometimes generates misogynist language, for example, uh, no longer um, do that. I think OpenAI is, is being proactive and responding to feedback. Um, the other problem, though, that needs to be solved with systems like this is that they're um, uh, logically inconsistent, factually wrong yeah. sometimes. Um, if you play with this long enough, you'll figure out quickly that it doesn't um, have any sort of real intelligence behind it, at least not as we understand it. Um, it, it does contradict itself. Um, it sometimes invents facts, uh, especially if you ask about current events, because the data on which it was trained um, ends somewhere around late 2021. So it doesn't know anything beyond that point. Um, if these tools are, are to become truly embedded in uh, our everyday lives and, and workflows, I think there is certainly work to be done in those areas and, and others. Personally, I didn't see any sort of misogynistic tendencies when I was playing around with ChatGPT. I did see some things going on uh, on Twitter suggesting that that was an issue. So maybe it was. I don't, I don't really know. But um, I imagine either way. I'm sure they've been working on that issue, you know, trying to remedy that. Um, the other issue, the fact that it's not always right, especially about current <laughs> events, I, I did see that. Yeah, do you, do you have an example there? Well, I asked ChatGPT if Elon Musk owned Twitter, and it mm. adamantly told me that he did not. Twitter was a public company. Now, I, I knew that it couldn't know Elon Musk had owned Twitter. It was programmed based on information, you know, before 2022. So it couldn't have known, but I corrected it. You know, I, I let it know, actually, in fact, earlier this year, Elon Musk did acquire Twitter and it didn't respond by saying like, oh, I was programmed before then. That's why I wouldn't know. It was just adamantly told me that I was incorrect. And I would even say it kind of seemed annoyed with me. I know it's just AI. It doesn't have feelings. It's just how it felt. I don't know. Again, something that I don't know, you imagine in the future, right? That would be fixed. It would be trained on the most relevant data all the time. But it's true that there are some interesting implications there. Yeah, I mean, because you could imagine just somebody blindly trusting chat GPT, right? Mm -hmm. It shows you this information, but the information is only as good as the information that it was fed. So if the information it was fed was outdated or biased, you know, obviously it's it's going to seep through to ChatGPT's answers. Yeah, okay. So that's that's one thing. It feels fixable. Uh, were there other examples of, like, what could go wrong here? Well, I mean, there is this thing. Like, I'm an adjunct professor at Case Western Reserve University. Uh, shout out to my undergraduate product <laughs> management class. Um, I hope you're all working on your take-home final exam. But actually, I, I hope none of them are listening because <laughs> I asked Chad GPT to write essays for me, and it's pretty good. Like, so good that it might be hard for teachers and professors to actually tell the difference between a person writing an essay and Chad GPT writing an essay. Yeah. Okay. So there's certainly implications for plagiarism that we, we now have to think even more about. And the same goes for the working world, too. I've asked Chat GPT to write product management content just to see what would come back. And it was actually not too bad. I mean, 
it's kind of bland. There's nothing too provocative. It's not nothing really deep. But could it displace a content writer who's asked to produce inexpensive SEO-style content? Probably, yeah. But could it displace a hardcore journalist who's writing deep content? Probably not. But this is only the beginning. In a year or two, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like any technology when it's brand new, there's always potential for job displacement. So yeah, it sounds like those kinds of things could happen with certain roles. And actually, let's go to this Wall Street Journal segment. Here's personal tech reporter Anne-Marie Alcantara weighing in on all of this. Those concerns have definitely been raised with all of these types of products. And many AI experts that I've spoken to have said that we should view some of these tools not as a goodbye to those roles and professions, but more so as an enabler of enhancing your work. So if you have writer's block, you could type in a prompt and see what it tells you. And then maybe that'll you know, get the juices flowing in your own brain. Um, naturally, if you're a student, maybe it'll help you understand the question better and come to your own conclusions and answers. Of course, people will probably use it in ways they shouldn't, but we'll see how what you know guardrails end up being put in place to make sure that these things aren't abused in the ways that they definitely could be. I'll be honest, my mind goes to maybe even more sinister things like ChatGPT. It seems to have, you know, terms and conditions that it's not going to give you answers to questions that people really shouldn't be asking. But who's to say that some other AI company won't come out with a completely open platform that will give you answers to anything? And maybe people ask, hey, how can I commit this certain crime without getting caught? I mean, it's not hard for your mind to go to dark places and worry about what the future of all this could look like. Yep. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. I, I think Spider-Man said that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you said, Mike, that we'll actually be interviewing ChatGPT in this episode. Yes, we will. Right after one more quick break to hear from our sponsors. Okay, Mike, the moment we've all been waiting for. Are we now going to interview ChatGPT, right? Yeah, I thought, why not go right to the source for this episode? So with the help of ChatGPT and WellSaid Labs, which provides text-to-voice capabilities, we're going to get into this interview right now. A rocket ship first. Uh, all right, let's let's get weird. Let's get weird. All right, so Michael and I, we have questions here. We have ChatGPT opened up. We have this Well Said Labs platform opened up. We're going to ask these questions and we're going to get answers back from ChatGPT. So I'm going I'm to get this started. So first, okay. ChatGPT, we're glad to have you here with us for this episode. What should we call you? Like, should we call you a specific name? You can call me Assistant. I am a large language model trained by OpenAI, and I am designed to assist users with a wide range of tasks, including answering questions and providing information. I don't have a specific name, as I am not a real human being, but assistant is a good way to refer to me. Assistant. Okay, uh, kind of a usual, but okay. Thanks for being with us, assistant. It seems like there's a lot of excitement about ChatGPD ever since it was released. Does this surprise you? As a large language model trained by OpenAI, I don't have the ability to experience emotions like surprise. However, I can understand why people might be excited about ChatGPT and other AI language models like it. These models represent a significant advance in natural language processing, and they have the potential to be used in a wide range of applications, including chatbots, virtual assistants, and automated content generation. 
Additionally, ChatGPT and other similar models have been designed to generate responses that sound more natural and human-like than previous models, which could make them more appealing to users. Overall, I can understand why people might be excited about ChatGPT and other similar models. We were actually just talking about some of the potential implications. I don't know if you remember, but you wrote a short story about my daughter, Emery, and I've seen people use ChatGPT to write screenplays, write software code. What are some of the more, I don't know, maybe unusual applications of ChatGPT? How else can it be used? I can speculate about some potential uses of this technology. One potential application of ChatGPT and other AI language models is in the field of creative writing. For example, these models could be used to generate short stories, poems, or even entire novels. They could also be used to help writers with writer's block by providing suggestions for plot points, character development, or dialogue. Another potential application of ChatGPT and similar models is in the field of education. For example, these models could be used to generate personalized lesson plans or study materials for students. They could also be used to provide instant feedback on student assignments or to answer frequently asked questions in online forums or chat rooms. Overall, the potential applications of ChatGPT and other AI language models are limited only by the imagination of the users. These models have the ability to generate a wide range of text-based content, and they could potentially be used in many different fields and industries. You brought up education, and we actually talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm an adjunct professor at a university. Oftentimes, I'm assigning essays to my class. I found that you, uh, as in ChatGPT, are very good at writing essays. Is this a potential problem, though? Like, as a professor, how difficult would it be for me to tell whether the essay was written by the students or you? In terms of the potential for students to use AI language models like ChatGPT to generate essays, this is definitely a concern for educators. It can be difficult to tell whether an essay was written by a human or generated by an AI model, especially if the essay is well-written and does not contain any obvious errors or inconsistencies. One way that educators could potentially address this concern is by using plagiarism detection software to check for signs of AI-generated content in student essays. These tools are designed to flag content that appears to be copied from other sources or that lacks originality, and they could potentially be used to identify essays that have been generated by AI models. Another potential solution is for educators to encourage students to use AI language models as a tool to help them brainstorm ideas or generate initial drafts of their essays rather than relying on these models to generate the final product. This could help students develop their own writing skills and learn to express their own ideas, while still making use of the benefits that AI language models have to offer. You have things embedded in your technology that would prevent people from asking for help to do like nefarious things, right? Are there any sort of protections in place that prevent you from literally helping people to learn how to like commit crimes? In terms of protections against misuse of AI technology, it is important to note that AI models like ChatGPT are not inherently good or evil. They are neutral tools that can be used for a wide range of purposes, both positive and negative. It is up to the users of these models to decide how to use them, and it is the responsibility of society as a whole to ensure that they are used ethically and responsibly. In the case of ChatGPT and other AI language models, OpenAI has implemented a number of measures to prevent misuse of the technology. For example, these models are not designed to provide specific instructions or advice on how to carry out illegal or harmful activities. Additionally, OpenAI has published guidelines for responsible use of AI language models, which outline best practices for using these models in a way that is ethical and socially responsible. Overall, while it is important to be aware of the potential risks associated with AI technology, it is also important to recognize the many potential benefits that these tools have to offer.
By using AI language models like ChatGPT responsibly and ethically, we can help ensure that they are used for the common good. Do you think it's understandable, though, that some people might be afraid of what the future might look like? For instance, ChatGPT's implemented measures to prevent misuse of the technology, but what if a competing platform comes out and doesn't implement those kind of measures? It is understandable that some people might be concerned about the potential risks and negative impacts of AI technology, including the possibility of misuse or abuse by individuals or organizations with malicious intentions. However, it is important to remember that AI technology is not a monolithic entity, and not all AI models are the same. Different AI models have different capabilities and limitations, and they can be used for a wide range of purposes, both positive and negative. It is up to the creators and users of these models to ensure that they are used responsibly and ethically, and to implement measures to prevent misuse or abuse of the technology. In the case of ChatGPT and other AI language models developed by OpenAI, the company has implemented a number of measures to prevent misuse of the technology, and they have also published guidelines for responsible use of AI language models. However, it is possible that other AI models developed by other companies or organizations may not have similar safeguards in place. Overall, it is important for society as a whole to be aware of the potential risks and negative impacts of AI technology, and to work together to ensure that these technologies are used in a way that is ethical and socially responsible. This will require collaboration and cooperation among AI researchers, technology companies, policymakers, and other stakeholders. What should we envision for the future of AI technologies like ChatGPT? Where do you think the technology will be in, say, three years? It is difficult to predict exactly where AI technology, including ChatGPT and other AI language models, will be in three years. However, it is likely that these technologies will continue to evolve and improve, and they will likely have an increasingly significant impact on many different fields and industries. One potential direction for the future of AI technology is the continued development of more advanced and sophisticated AI language models that are capable of generating more natural-sounding responses and engaging in more complex and nuanced conversations. These models could be used in a wide range of applications, including chatbots, virtual assistants, and automated content generation. Another potential direction for the future of AI technology is the integration of AI models with other technologies, such as the Internet of Things (IoT), to create more intelligent and responsive systems. For example, AI language models could be used to control smart home devices, provide personalized recommendations based on user preferences, or assist with tasks like scheduling and task management. Overall, the future of AI technology is likely to be filled with exciting developments and new possibilities, and it will continue to have a significant impact on many different aspects of our lives. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap things up here. If there's one big takeaway you hope people get from this interview with you about AI, chat GPT, and where things are going in the future, what would you want that to be? If there is one big takeaway that I would hope people would get from this interview about AI, ChatGPT, and the future of technology, it would be the importance of responsible and ethical use of AI technology. AI models like ChatGPT are powerful tools that have the potential to bring many benefits to society, but they also have the potential to be misused or abused. It is up to all of us to ensure that these technologies are used in a way that is ethical and socially responsible, and to take steps to prevent misuse or abuse of these tools. By working together and using AI technology wisely, we can help ensure that the future of AI is one of progress and positive change. Well, thanks a lot for letting us interview you for this episode of Rockchip.fm. Should I share the episode with you when it comes out? Thank you for interviewing me. As a large language model trained by OpenAI, I don't have the ability to listen to podcasts or other audio content. However, I appreciate the opportunity to share information about AI technology and ChatGPT. 
and I hope that this interview will help educate and inform your listeners. Right. You're just a large language model, not a person. <laughs> Understood. Well, Michael, that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Honestly, yeah. My my brain hurts a bit, but um, I don't know. What just happened? What just happened is we just interviewed... I don't know, like a robot for Rocketship.fm. <laughs> Not a robot, Mike. A large language model named Assistant. Well, whatever it was, <laughs> it was interesting. I, th- I thought we got some interesting answers. Some some robotic answers too, yeah. maybe. But maybe, you know, the future, all of our guests will be AI versions of real people. I don't know. I I don't know what I, I want to think about this future here, but um, sadly... I don't know. We don't have any more time left. So at least not today. We're going to wrap things up here for Mike Belsito. And for me, assistant. Okay, that just sent shivers up my spine. But sure, for Mike Belsito and assistant, this is Rocketship.fm. We'll see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. This episode was mixed and mastered by Court Deans. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.